What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 40 of the Steam Deck Podcast, Flipscreen Games' weekly podcast all about Valve's portable PC powerhouse, the Steam Deck. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my partner in Steam Deck-related crimes, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, Steve. What's going on? Yeah, not much. Back with Don't Tell the Other Children, my favorite podcast. You know, <sighs> don't, tell, don't tell Flip Screen or wow. Nintendo Noise. But Harsh, but fair. But here we you are. Know? You know, I get to nerd out on this podcast. It's great. That's and true. we get to talk about weird things, like some of the questions this week, you know. Well, here's here's my question. Did you and Max uh, address the the comment that we got on the week that we you were did. out max max you should go back and watch that episode max issued a statement he put a suit on he addressed he made his public apology yeah he made yeah. his apology basically saying i was a waste of space i i get it though you know you too gotta you gotta drum up some drama when i'm not around we gotta gas ourselves up somehow <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my favorite thing about that comment was like just the utter sincerity of it. And like somebody replied and was like, bro, they're clearly joking. Like, <laughs> so we, we don't know anything. Like, Steve's the brains of the operation on this show. I think that's clear. <laughs> I don't know anything either. I just get all my knowledge from ChatGPT. Fair enough. So anyway, uh, we're we're both plugged into the mother brain for this episode. We're ready to to purport as if we know things about Steam Deck, right? Uh, so this week, of course, we're going to be talking about Steam Deck screen mods, which are are the hot topic on everybody's mind because, of course, uh, there was the reveal of a twelve hundred p screen that you could you could get set up on your Steam Deck, which is very interesting, of course, because I think. When we talk about our feelings about the Steam Deck hardware, one of the only things that we're ever really consistently critical about is the sh- is the screen, right? It's a it's a serviceable screen, but it could be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the that's the the issue. I think most people have with it, and I think it was one of the things that people were really excited about with the ROG Ally that it's got that nicer display with like the the richer color palette, and um, it's a VRR display. This will not be a VRR display. It's still a, a MIPI-based display. It should theoretically allow you to adjust the refresh rate in the same way that the original Steam Deck display does. Um, but it is still just a 60 hertz panel in the same way that the original um, Steam Deck display is. Um, and you can find out more about this at deckhd.com if you want to. But um, they're, they're reporting that, yeah, it's a 1200p screen. So it bumps up the resolution from 1200 uh, 1280 by 800 to 1920 by 1200, um, which is which is obviously larger than full HD, which is 1920 by 1080. Um, you've got better color accuracy with 95% of the sRGB color gamut um, being covered versus the DEX 68%, so potentially more vibrant, more accurate colors coming from, from your games. And you get the anti-glare coating on these screens, um, and they're, they're looking to target... 99 us dollars um but i guess we'll find out when when they do come so i have a couple questions for you here steve so tell me about deck hd what's what's the situation here are they um uh, an official licensed partner is this a third party situation this is very much a third party situation so it's coming from a company called fx technology or uh, otherwise known as fx tech um, and they've they made the rounds uh, recently with some of their smartphones. So they they are one of the only companies with like slide up keyboards, and they're bringing them back, and they're like releasing those. But they've also got some other products 
uh, focusing in on Web3 and 5G and all sorts of stuff. Um, so this is kind of a departure for them, and it's not it's not underneath the FX tech brand. They're launching this new DeckHD brand. My guess is that they're big fans of the Steam Deck, and they wanted to improve the screen, and they were able to source some components which were were better, um, or at least perceived better than than what uh, Valve was offering. Um, someone over on on Twitter was teasing it, uh, Belika zero one one, um, and I'll post a link in the description, um, and you can see the panel. Uh, running it seems to run with it seems to have a little bit more contrast to it just at the angle that they they were posting it um, and you can see that it, it, they show a screenshot in desktop mode as well uh, where you can see that it's running at, at 1200 by 1920 curiously the refresh rate in desktop mode is reported as 56 hertz so i wonder if that's just a uh, uh, an issue or if it, it is running at 56 hertz or maybe it's a variable re, uh, variable panel maybe they, they change the refresh rate to 56 hertz on that panel um i'll be i'll be curious to find out but no idea when these these are coming out yet um looks like it's still a, a vertical display that's been rotated so in windows you may still have some of those weird issues where if you launch older games it assumes it's on a vertical display so it doesn't really take into consideration that you've rotated it in the um, in the OS. So still not ideal in that situation. Um, but by all by all accounts, it looks like a, a nicer display. Still the same 400 nits brightness, so you can expect it to be as bright as the Steam Deck, which I think could be a little bit brighter. Was a, I would have hoped for it to be a little bit brighter than the, the original um, Steam Deck display. Um, and I can decide if I want to pick one of these up because... I think there's still a lot of questions to to be answered about it. And number one question on my mind is, how's this going to affect battery life? That was going to be my next question for you is, what do we think the impact is is on battery life? And do you think do you think that's a worthwhile trade? Because like you said, I mean this this is a this is a significantly better screen, right? And the estimated price tag looks to be about a hundred dollars. That doesn't seem egregious. Like that does seem like I could see myself making that upgrade for the sake of of a of a you know much improved experience. But um, this is something I actually was excited to share with you on the show this week. I, I of course missed uh, all of our shows last week because I, I went on a a short uh, vacation um, and I took a, a, a two day trip to Disneyland with a uh, with my wife and a couple of our friends. And you know it's a six hour flight from the East Coast to the West mm-hmm. Coast. So I was very like, hey, like. This is a great opportunity for me to chip away at Persona uh, before Zelda comes out. And <clears throat> I found out the hard way that uh, me playing that game on Mac settings, that battery life lasted for an hour and a half uh, of that. Yeah, you could flight. probably get that down. Like if you if you Quite wanted to run that at 30 FPS and like restrict the TDP, you probably yeah. get a lot more out of it. And by the, by the time I realized that I needed to do that, it was too late. And I was like, oh, oh well, okay. On the ride home, right? Yeah. I, I adjusted it and it was fine. It lasted longer. I got more performance out of it. But my, my point for bringing that up is that the more intensive the game and the, the higher fidelity that you're trying to, you know, target with it, the less usable it is as a handheld. And, you know, your mileage may vary on if that matters because we know that a lot of people like don't necessarily take it on the road. They do use it more at home and and kind of as like a you know a couch situation or in bed or whatever. Um, you know, if I had been on a, a airport, I, like I, I flew with Spirit, which sucks, right? So they didn't have a plug for me to plug it in. Every other flight I've ever taken in my life, I've had a, a, a yeah, that's a, weird. You know, a, 
an, in, an input. Oh, they're like real budget. They're like, if you want a bag, you want anything, you know, like it's extra money. Oh, yeah. It's like Ryanair um, in the UK. Yeah. So it's like, God forbid they put an AC charger in so that I can plug in my hundred devices that I bring on the plane. Um, so, you know, it's like, I guess that's the question, right? Is like, how often are you going to be in a scenario where the the battery life trade is that significant, right? Where it matters that much, where you're, I have it on the road, but I'm in a place. To, to me, genuinely, unless you're in a car or on a plane, I can't think of a scenario where you don't have access to a charger that would be relevant. So it's like, you know, if yeah, this I know, is... but you don't want to be tethered to the wall because at that point it's just like, well, why don't I just play this on my PC or play this on my game console or on my TV at that point? And, I, and that's I, the I kind thing of do is... want to be able to to use it portably. And if this reduces, say, you reduce the the hour and a half you had down to one hour, I could see that being a real issue. I mean, granted, you theoretically could just run this at a lower resolution, right? But we don't know what the situation is going to be. I would imagine they need to have drivers that are specifically for this screen. Is that going to be? Is that going to be creating an issue in the future with SteamOS and uh, their updates? Because obviously, Valve are expecting that specific dis- display to be on the Steam Deck and on that device. And I would imagine that they're going to expect that going forward because they're still using the same panel, from what we can tell. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think the battery life is a big question. Aside from the higher resolution, though, I think the higher resolution for me is yeah, I don't I don't care. I run most of my games at 720p rather than 800p, so I can eke out that tiny little bit more performance. And I don't mind those black bars top and bottom. Uh, but I know a lot of people do, and it does bother them. And I feel like trying to push the Steam Deck to run a bunch of these these larger games at over 1080p at a 1200p resolution. It's just asking for trouble. I think for me, the the color reproduction is probably going to be something that interests me more. And I think yeah. it's going to be something that interests a lot of people more because we had that report a couple of weeks ago and you can go and download SteamOS 3.5 now if you want to. And you'll see that vibrancy slider in there and it does enable to you to, to tweak the vibrancy at the operating system level. And we obviously had um, Vibrant Deck uh, as one of the decky plugins that was really popular previously. So it seems like people do want more saturated colors from from their Steam Deck, and this may be a way to do it at a hardware level rather than a software level while not sacrificing any of that color reproduction. Yeah, which that makes me consider it, I think, more highly, because like I'm kind of with you that I don't know that I need more resolution on, on the actual... like. I don't know. I, I don't know how much I need to play games in, in you know, a higher resolution on the deck itself, right? Um, like, when I am just playing it in handheld, obviously, we've talked about how it would be nice to have that option docked or whatever. Um, but the color saturation is something that I think I would appreciate having more of, especially, like, when it comes to, like, you know, trying to, like, um, accurately reproduce the vibe of retro games and stuff like that. Like, having a truer color palette, you know, is is something that I, I care about. It's why I bought an OLED switch, right? Like I, I'm a big believer in OLED screens um, because of that. Cause I do like having a truer, you know, color map. Um, yeah. But, we don't know what the contrast ratio on this is, which is interesting. I'd be very interested to find that out. I don't know what the steam decks contrast ratio is, um, but I can imagine it's not very good. Uh, so it looks like people measured the contrast ratio at, um, 1241 to one um which is which is not great so 
Uh, I would hope that we can get some richer blacks on this panel. My my hope is that they reveal that that contrast ratio level at some yeah. point. Even if it's a thousand to one rather than twelve forty one to one, it's a it's an marked improvement. That's usually what you expect from like an IPS display. Um, obviously, on an OLED panel, it's it's infinity to one because it is true black. So you'll never be able to recreate that on a an IPS panel. But hopefully, we get some some way there because I do I do agree with you. I think that is my biggest complaint with the Steam Deck. We've spoken about power and that we'd love to to have more power in the in the Steam Deck moving forwards. But I'm not kind of champing at the bit for it. I'm not no, really excited honestly, about that. I would I would be way more. If if I if like Valve came to us right and was like, you guys obviously the most dialed in Steam Deck fans in the world, host of the Steam Deck podcast, we need to come and get your sage wisdom. We're going to iterate on the Steam Deck. What would you care about more? More power under the hood or a better screen and more battery life? I'd pick those. I don't think it's underpowered at all. Like the number of games that I want to play on it that don't play is a way shorter list than games that I'm impressed work on it. The fact that you yeah. can play Elden Ring, which was the biggest game of last year on this thing, and it runs basically perfectly. Um, obviously, you know, with some caveats, you're not getting the same performance you'd get out of your, you know, high-end rig or out of, you know, if you're playing it on on a, you know, an Xbox Series X or a PS5 or whatever, but like... Yeah, but I mean, that game ran that. it. That game runs better than it did on PS4 and Xbox One on a Steam Deck in some cases. Right. It's, it, Proton removes some of the stuttering. This week we saw the release of Far Cry 6 over on um, on Steam for the first time. And and people have been really excited about it, been playing yeah. that. I can tell you that runs fantastically on the Steam Deck. I've been playing a version that I got um, last year from the Ubisoft Connect store. So, and that runs phenomenally. And like you can run these modern games. It's just some of the more poorly optimized PC ports like The Last of Us, which you're really going to struggle with. But you can eke out at 30 FPS. And you know, Valve were very upfront when they revealed the Steam Deck a couple of years ago in, in saying that we're targeting 720p, 30 frames per second. And I feel like they very much lived up to that and yeah. made compromises in the right places because I feel if they were eking out even more power from from the chip that's in the steam deck the battery life would be pathetic it would be exactly. sub sub one hour which was the reports we were getting about the rog ally last week i think that's the bigger thing right like and again you know i said it at the top i think the thing that we're most vocally critical about is the the screen but i honestly think the biggest problem with the thing is probably its battery you know it's the battery is is not good it's abysmal for how powerful the device is and how much you can do with it and i totally understand why Right, like putting a really high capacity ba battery in this thing would drive the prices up a lot. Well, and the weight of that device, and it's already a heavy, it's already heavy. heavy thing. Like you don't want that any much heavier than it is. But you know, like uh, was it, I think it's Steve Steve Yaki in the Discord. I think was the one who mm -hmm. showed uh, the custom rig he has of like he has an external battery plugged in and strapped to his Steam Deck. Like, I mean, kudos for a very creative solution, and generally are genuinely. Now it's something I'm considering myself after the experience I had on the road. But like, that seems kind of ridiculous that there isn't a better solution, right? That there isn't some kind of official solution to be like, hey, yeah, you want to get more than three hours out of this thing. You want to get more than an hour like and a half out of it like with a high quality game. That's like Valve's hands-off approach, though, right? That they've yeah. made one official accessory, which is the Steam Deck Dog. 
but they were very open about, you know, they were they weren't first to the market with these things. We had that Amazon Basics dongle on day one, pretty much, and then there was JSOCs and a bunch of other companies that came out with with yeah. third party docs ahead of Valve's official solution. That you know, Valve's official solution comes with a with a charger, an official brick, and it also comes with the fact that it has built in firmware updating. So there are th- there are reasons to buy official accessories, but I don't see. Uh, Valve going, you know what? We'll make an external battery pack that's no. like molded to it. And I wish they perfectly. would though, because like the 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 situation that that Steve shared uh, on the the Discord, right, where it's like it's it's plugged into the USB C and then it's kind of like strapped on the back. It would be awesome if there was like a proprietary one that could snap on and it had a grate for the fans so that you're not covering the fans, but you could like just snap it on the back of your Steam Deck. And yeah, it makes it a little heavier, but it doesn't mess with the ergonomics and it doesn't block the buttons or anything. Like you could just have something that fits right in that center panel area, right? Um, I'm sure somebody will eventually come up with something that meets that need, but you know. I think they kind of already exist. Like there's the the JSOX mod case, there's the... um the project kill switch over at um d brand and those have like those kind of bayonet adapter things so you could potentially stick onto a battery pack and like attach that on um there was a bunch there's been like a bunch of solutions there's like 3d printed solutions that people have done i would imagine at some point we'll get something like um something from anchor there's the deck mate um, that you can get, which I don't know if you've seen. It's sort of like a, a plastic thing that like clips on the back, and then you have a bunch of these attachments, and you can stick them onto other devices that you use. So people That's have cool. been have been like sticking them onto battery packs, so they can kind of slide that on. Um, they're well worth worth taking a look at, but they're they're kind of a, a it's, it's a cottage industry. They're a handmade product. They're sold on Etsy, so they're they're a much smaller device, not made at scale. And potentially, you know, finding replacements for that will be might be difficult moving forwards. Whereas if Valve did have an official solution, you'd be able to go buy it from iFixit or buy it from Valve yeah. um, and just kind of get it get it replaced. See, because like even I'm looking at the JSOX option for this and it's like no disrespect, right? Like they make good shit, but it's like the JSOX external battery is it's just a battery, right? Like it doesn't connect to your Steam Deck in a way that's convenient. It's just you're carrying a brick around. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Like, it's not the worst solution in the world, you know, but like, it's not ideal either. You know, I'd love for something that was like a little bit more um, portable friendly, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. it's not even I like, mean, you know, when you think about the case for your Steam Deck, there's not space in it for anything else either. So it's not like I can just slide a battery in there. It's like, in well, any there backpack, is, a, there is though, you know, like on the back when that like yeah. pulley thing is, I slide a battery pack in there or I slide. Interesting. I put I the slide, charger like, in there sometimes. Yeah, well, you, you could, yeah, the charger, I think it's designed for that. And like the more expensive model comes with a little bag for you to yeah. put the charger in and then slide it into that section. I'm looking at JSOX has a, a bag. It's like a shoulder bag that has its own little, it's got like a bunch of extra little compartments. I don't know. Maybe there's I'll, a bunch of cool, cool accessories that you can get now. Uh, I like that there are official, so like not official, but but um, bespoke solutions specifically for the Steam Deck at this point. Which yeah, is really. Good. I'll tell you what. I'm increasingly thinking about buying one of the transparent backplates and and replacing yeah, I really it. Want one as They're well. so cool. I like the thing them is so I'm, much. I want to do it all in one go. I want that. I want the two terabyte thing. If I'm going to get a new screen, I want to put that on at the same time because I don't want to be going in and out of my Steam yeah. Deck 
You're never going to do it then, though, right? Because it's like, when, when are you going to drop the, let me drop like $300 to buy all of the things to upgrade it, you know? So I do really want um, to get a new uh, a new drive because I want a dual boot Windows and SteamOS, but the official solution to dual boot Windows and SteamOS still isn't here. We still don't have the installer for SteamOS, so it's not really uh, feasible and not in an easy way anyway. Uh, so I've been I've been kind of waiting for for that to come before I go. You know what? I want a one terabyte or a two terabyte SSD. I'm going to shove that in. I'll give one terabyte for Windows, one terabyte for SteamOS. That'd be cool. That'd be really nice. Uh, so the here's the crazy thing. This is just kind of an anecdotal thing. Um, I have been uh, spending a lot of time on like Facebook Marketplace and like you know eBay and some of those types of things, like looking for um, a CRT because uh, I want to do some goofy projects with one, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I I found somebody who's like I have a Steam Deck and I, I'm trying to trade it for a MacBook and I happen to have a MacBook that I came into that I am not using for anything and I'm like maybe I wipe it maybe I trade it I get a second Steam Deck so that I can that one I can mod and fuck around with and if I break it it's like ah whatever you know like <laughs> can use that I one as a guinea pig. <laughs> I mean, I would I would install Windows on the internal drive on a second one if you if that's yeah, and then were, I could just make that in. one. Oh, I play all the Windows stuff on this one. You know, we, we spoke we spoke at length about it last week um, while you were away because we had a we had a couple of questions. I know um, a bunch of people in the Discord have been playing around with Windows too. Windows 11 is just it didn't run it doesn't run well enough off of a USB stick. So I, I went down to Windows 10 and I spoke about that. But even then, like PC Game Pass is just, it's not as good as Xbox Game Pass. There's just, the games just aren't on there. And even if you buy like games on Xbox, I was expecting to be able to play on, on my Steam Deck on PC, like Hitman I own. There's like a, I only, only two of the games I own on Xbox were available as part of the play anywhere. Really? Play them on PC. That's crazy. And I and I get that most of it most of it's because I pay all the first party titles on Game Pass, so I'm not buying those anyway. But I would have thought I would have thought that some more of the third party stuff had had carried over. Yeah, yeah, you would think. I guess it probably is like when you think about it, like that's something that they've kind of been evolving over time. You know, like PC Game Pass, like in the last year, has grown a lot that library. So you know, hopefully it'll get better, and the parity will be better. You know, as it continues to evolve. Um, but yeah, none, but, none of the Persona games are on there. I was like, oh, maybe I'll download Persona Five and kind of pick up where I left off and 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 play some more of that on on my Steam. But no, it's not available on PC Game Pass. It's not even available on the Windows Store. It's only on Steam on on PC. So it's very strange. Annoying. Damn, I'm looking at some custom uh, deck shells right now, Steve. There's some good stuff. There is, yeah. I really want to. Put, I think I want to get a skin for mine at some point as well. But I know, I depending think... on the skin, it can be a real pain to get it in the dock because the tolerances on the official dock are so tight. That's why I don't want to get a skin. I want to get shells and mm-hmm. just replace them. Um, I found somebody on Etsy that does custom shells, and you can just pick the colors, and they'll like they'll do them for you. You know, and you know the like you the... know the front shell is an extremely arduous task to replace, right? I imagine it is. Because that's why I'm imagining that JSOX only has the back ones. Yeah, you have to take every part out of the Steam Deck in order to replace the front case. How hard could that be? 
pretty hard. I mean, it, it, I think it had replacing the screen as expert. I was like, this is pretty pretty difficult because you have to take a bunch of components out, uh-huh. unscrew a bunch of internal screws, then like melt the he- adhesive on the front panel and slowly lift it up, removing the connector so you don't like r- tear it. <laughs> and then you can replace the screen and then you've got to pull all those parts back in and put it back together. Damn. Yeah, I don't like that. That's like a lot of work. No, and I think that's another reason why I think a lot of people won't go for the Deck HDs because they're just not willing to open up the Steam Deck at all or this is just one step too far for them. Like, yeah, I can open it up and I can take out uh, oh. an SSD module and put a new one in, but replacing a screen is an entire different game. Steve, come on, though. I just found one on Etsy, and it's literally, it's the PlayStation 1 oh, the like, gray? as a skin, and the uh, the 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 individual, um, you know, like, buttons themselves are, or, like, not the buttons, like, the touchpads are, are the reset and uh and open button. see yeah yeah i get skin i get skin absolutely but not a shell there's no way i'm replacing the shell not the yeah. front shell anyway back shell no problem but then i'd want the smoky black to kind of match the front somewhat yeah i don't know it'd be nice it'd be nice yeah you you think you're gonna get one of these one of these screens or are you gonna wait for something like an oled panel if we ever I get don't one know. of those i i I joined the the mailing list to get an update about it. I I almost want to reach out and see if they'll send us one so that we can try it and like offer an opinion about it. Because yeah, like, they'll I send would... it to they send it to you so you can so I can yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll part, yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'd like to get more confident doing that stuff. I really would. Like that's something I it's like a goal of mine is to get more comfortable taking stuff apart and and fixing it. Um, so we'll see. Maybe I'll play around with it and do the back panel first as like a a test. Um, yeah, I had a moment the other day where I was like, God, I really wish I had a 3D printer because my TV remote broke. You took and the I took words the out thing of apart. I took the thing apart and a piece of plastic had snapped off. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to replace this tiny little piece of plastic that is on this one little wheel within inside this stupid LG TV remote. Yep. So I had to buy a whole new TV remote. Whereas if I had a 3D printer, I could have just like, printed a little lug that I could have then like stuck on with some epoxy and it would have been fine. But yeah, I was, I was actually just about to say before you told me how insanely difficult it is to replace the front. I was like, man, we got to just get a 3d printer and we can open up our own <laughs> shop, you know, we'll sell our own. I mean, you can buy these, these parts on iFixit anyway, so it's not too bad. The official parts you can buy. Yeah, but you can't make crazy prints, you know? No, that's true. Like would, it would, it would just be cool free, to be able to be like 3D print a shell. That would be the point where you get into like resin molding. You don't think you could? Because you could, too... it just would not. You wouldn't be like a a good experience. Like you'd have to like sand that down, and it wouldn't look good. Mm. I just like I want. I would really love to make my flip screen or uh, my Steam Deck like the flip screen yellow. Yeah, I love that yellow. Such a good yellow. Such a good, yellow. good color. That's like my favorite. Like it's like my favorite color on me now too. Is like the mustard yellow. It's like it's just mm. good. It just looks good, you know. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. I, I, to be honest, though, I'd be fine with the skin. I think for now, I just I worry that I'm going to screw that up as well. I remember years ago, I got this screen protector and tried putting it on my phone, and you were meant to like um, have this like you meant to put like liquid on the screen, and it was awful absolutely mm. fucking awful it was this weird like whole thing I, 
I've never done like wraps. I've always thought that they don't look good and like they it's really hard to get them on and like actually have it like sit right and look right. I'm sure that it can work, but I don't know. I yeah, like that's was- when I want to go somewhere and be like, can you install this wrap? I'll give you t- I'll give you like 20 quid to put this on really nicely for yeah. me. Yeah. It's like I don't know. Like I'm I'm sure it works to a degree if you do it right, but it's like I just I feel like I I feel like I would mess it up. Yeah, you know, like I feel like I would like I'd mess it up and it would be a little off and then like I'd scratch it at some point and then I'd be picking at it when I was, you know, anxious or whatever, not paying attention and I'd love to see what what other people's Steam Deck setups look like. Like we've seen um Stevie Yaki's over in the Discord. I want to know if people are rocking skins, if anyone else is like connecting things oh. and sticking it to the back of their deck. Like I would love to know what cool mods and stuff people are doing. I just found a mock-up somebody did where they were they like made it, it all has like hot pink accents. I'm just like, damn it. I just wish there was more. Like I wish it was easier to customize, you know? Especially now that there are two Steam decks in my house. Like when we were on vacation, every time I would pull it out, I'm like, I don't know which one is which until I turn it on. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to get a skin for now. Or a back pan or a back panel. Yeah, or a back panel. Because that's easy enough, right? You just unscrew and you just pop it on, right? It seems like it's pretty simple. Yes, that one's the easiest mod. Yeah. I think you're not replacing little... the buttons or anything. You're literally just putting it over, right? Yeah. So pretty much. I could probably do that. Make sure you take your SD card out before you open it. Why? Because it gets you'll snap it. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll grab one of these back plates and I'll make a video or something about how to yeah, do, it. do it. Let's yeah, let's do it. We're gonna at least talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. You know what, Steve? They just they gave me they're giving me a ten percent off code for my first purchase on JSOX. So there you, you can go. Have to do it. Might have to do it. Get my three dollars off. <laughs> <laughs> so what what about you? Like, is this a thing you you could see yourself getting and, and trying out, or like would you rather mm. wait for a screen that does have more functionality? But then you run into the same problem, right? If it did have VRR, if it was OLED, it would take even more power. So, like, VR, it's not, it's never going to have VRR. Um, There's just, there's no way, unfortunately, um, on on the current setup. I don't think we're going to get a VRR mod um, unless there's there's like an official adapter that comes from from Steam, um, from Valve. I just can't see it because of the MIPI protocol that's being used. But I, I, I could see myself getting one of these if the black levels were better like yes it covers 95 percent of srgb but what is the contrast ratio is it a significant improvement over the current steam decks because if it's worse than the current steam decks there's absolutely no way i want to pick up one of these panels right. that's one of my main concerns with with the current um panel is that the contrast just isn't good enough you look at that panel and when it's off or when you're like at a slight angle you can see that it's gray it's not it's not really a black panel and I, I want a, like a true black panel. Eventually, I'd love uh, an OLED screen on these on these um, handhelds, but I just know that's going to be far too expensive. You just got to look at the INEOS to see how expensive it gets when you put a, an OLED panel in these. So, speaking of um, the INEO, right, and and I guess like the the other devices in this space, do you see this kind of like? bringing the Steam Deck more in line with the ROG Allies display and like the advantages that that device has from a display perspective if people were to make this upgrade? 
I think again that depends on the the contrast ratio because I think the contrast ratio on the um, especially the ROG Alex it gets a lot brighter than the Steam Decks. Um, I think that's that's really where um, I would want to know where the improvements lie. But also the um, I mean apparently the contrast ratio is very similar, um, but I, d- I don't know what the the brightness level on it is. Uh, let me double check. Because I think that'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, I think the ROG Ally kind of is not yeah, the really R- the threat that it could have seemed to be, right, based on the reviews. But hmm. it would be interesting if the Steam Deck could match up in one of the few areas that it does have a a definitive advantage, you know? Yeah, so it looks like it's it's rated for 500 nits on the ROG Ally, so it does okay. get significantly brighter peak brightness. Um, and it's obviously a 120 hertz panel instead, which makes the the refresh rate halving and you know you don't even need to do any of that weird stuff with the refresh rate because you can just run it at 40 frames per second if you want to but that's going to eat into your battery life Mm. i don't know i i kind of feel like it's it's missing missing the point somewhat right i don't think we need the higher resolution i don't think that's why why the rog allies is a compelling package i think the compelling package that the rog ally offers is is really the only only steam deck better that's come close in terms of price point, in terms of uh, power to performance, in terms of like a, a good display on a, on one of these devices at a reasonable price. Whereas you look at the Iron Neo 2, starting price of $1,099, and then it easily goes up from there. Um, you know, you want to you wanna add like a one terabyte drive in there, 32 gigs of RAM instead. Then you, two terabytes, you're looking at fifteen hundred dollars for an INEA two at that point, and it's a That's lot rough. of money to to ask um, for one of these devices. But they are they are very nice. They do have very nice screens. They are they are more powerful. I don't know. I, I think for me, I, I I don't think this is this is the the answer that Steam Deck owners are kind of crying out for. But I'd I, I, I'll await. I'll, I'll kind of put my reservations aside and I'll wait for reviews or until i get my hands on one and and see what see what i think yeah i would i would like to i would like to see what the reaction is and when we can kind of get into it and break down and and really compare what advantages it's bringing to the table um rather than kind of just this nebulous offer of like better resolution right because i think as you said i think that's really that's kind of a small part of the display you know quote-unquote issue with steam deck right now it's the resolution is the thing i find myself probably thinking about the least you know so if that's really its only major advantage and again we'll have to see the depth of the color um accuracy and everything that that's a big a big differentiator yeah Um, i'm kind of wondering if this is if this isn't the same panel that's in an iron ear too now that i'm looking at it uh because they're also running it they're also running a 1200p display. It looks like it's an IPS panel. Um, 400 nits bright, bright, high brightness. We don't know. I don't know what the color accuracy on that is, but it seems like it's probably the same panel. I can't imagine there's very many 16 by 10 aspect ratio screens at 1200p lying around the place ready to be put into devices. My guess is that um, the FX technology has taken the raw panel that's going into other devices and put it into an enclosure 
that allows it to be slotted into the, the Steam Deck would be my guess. Interesting. Well, we'll have to see. You know, this is it's one that I, I definitely want to keep an eye on because I think it would be cool to get our hands on it and butts around with it and see, you know, how it all shakes out, you know. But at the very least, I am excited to see more third party developers like this um, make things that can potentially, you know, give us more options to mod and improve our you know, our experience on the deck. Yeah, definitely. I think this was something that we spoke about right that if valve does another steam deck and it does improve the screen will we be able to get upgrade kits from iFixit? and i feel like this gives me hope that that may happen even a motherboard change seems like it might be possible at this point right that you can just swap out components and SteamOS knows what to do with them because if you can just swap out the screen and SteamOS automatically knows oh it's now a 1200p screen in there instead of an 800p screen and i know exactly what to do with it then theoretically you should be able to change any component on the Steam Deck and it will be able to to deal with it. Yeah, and I, I guess that's kind of the fun of the whole handheld PC thing is that like PCs are inherently modular, right? So like the more that folks um, make things specifically for the Steam Deck, the more you know, you'll have that ability to play around with it and try new stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if we get to a point where you can like replace key components of it that make it a lot more powerful and you know turn it into effectively a different device you know um but we'll see you know it's 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 certainly it's cool to see that cottage industry continue to grow yeah so uh we've got uh, we got we got a couple more minutes here i want to i want to get into one of the questions we have in the question block uh, to close it out. Um, but before that, let me remind you that this episode of the Steam Deck Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of May. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Snacky Go, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash Games. You're all the reals to the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. If you want to go and become a Patreon supporter, get your name right on the air, get the show early, all that kinds of good perks and goodies, you can head over to patreon.com slash games. It is, of course, the best way for you to show your support of the show. But if you don't have any money for us, guess what? That doesn't matter. There's a bunch of free ways you can get involved that won't cost you a pretty penny, but will still help us out quite a bit. You can head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you, you can find links to all the places you can find the show all over the web. Go give us a subscribe on YouTube or on the RSS feed, You know, whatever your podcast service is. Wherever you get the show, you know, go give it a like. Go give it a subscribe on maybe one of the other platforms. Tell a friend about it. If you got a friend in your life that's enjoying the Steam Deck, go check it out. Maybe go check out one of our sister shows. There are dozens of ways that you can get involved and help us out and help the channel and the community grow uh, that you know are free to do for you and help us out quite a bit. So however you choose to get involved, we thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. So I, I'm going to, we're going to quickly, I got a PSA for you. Steam game trials are back. The 90-minute game trial this week, starting with Dead Space Remake, obviously one of the hot games of the year. Go check it out if you want to play it for free. Um, I'm sure we'll both try to, you know, we'll, we'll get in there and see how we feel about it. Um, but I, I want to close the show out uh, on a question we got from the Largo Embargo, because I think it's a good question in line with this week, right? Talking about the the modular nation uh, or nature of the Steam Deck, the ability for it to grow and evolve. Um, I think this question ties in there really nicely. So I want to mm -hmm. I want to answer it this week. Uh, so Largo Embargo wrote in over on Discord and said, with each new console generation, we seem to be approaching a point of diminishing returns, meaning the improvements on the previous generations are getting smaller with each new generation. 
So to keep gamers buying the next consoles, new hardware is going to have to get innovative. This is one of the main reasons I bought a Steam Deck over a PS5, for instance. Do you think Valve has what it takes to become a pioneer in innovative new hardware for future generations and overtake Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony? Or is that just complete fantasy? Great question, mm. Margo Embargo. Thanks for writing in. Um, I think I think there's two. There's another question, right, which I think is probably more important than this one, which is: Do Valve even want to do that? I don't I, necessarily think yeah. they do. I, don't I agree. Think that's where they are. I don't think that's their goal, and you know, um, I hope this isn't. I hope this doesn't come off as like flippant. But I don't know that I would argue that the Steam Deck is that revolutionary a device. It's certainly not the first device of its kind. Um, there's been attempts at this kind of device before. I just think they're the first to get it right. Mm. Um, so the idea that like the Steam Deck is so innovative and that like the PS5 or the Xbox Series X are not right because they're they're safe, right? They're iterative. It's hey, it's the next box. It's more powerful. It plays games a little bit better. Yada yada yada. Um, I actually don't think that the diminishing returns argument um, is as strong as it might seem from the outset, because I get like what you're saying, right? Largo, where like you look at the jump from the NES to the super NES or the super NES to the N64, right? Or the PlayStation, to the PlayStation two or the PlayStation two to the PlayStation three. And those were bigger jumps in terms of, you know, quality or depth or, you know, um, visual fidelity, right? Like, there were these large leaps forward where each generation was making um, strides that meant that certain types of games that wouldn't have been able to be made before could get made now. And I think where I get tripped up on that is I think people are too focused on resolution and, and, um, and that as the only sign of evolution in games, right? Cause I look at the current gen consoles and to me, the, um, the, the innovation right, is in the experience of playing on the device. It is quick resume on Xbox. It is zero load times on either of those consoles for the most part. It is uh, the ability to have old games come in and look like new games running at a higher frame rate and all those things. And I think on the PC side of the fence, some of those things are things that you, you take for granted, right? Well, like, I, I think even aside from the... from. PlayStation and Xbox, I think you know Nintendo's dominating at the moment. We know they're on track to become the the out outpace the DS as the second best selling console with the Switch um, to become number two. And I think that offers other things as well, like that offered being able to take these big games portably for the first time. And I think I do I do think the Steam Deck was an innov innovative device, but I get what you're saying. We spoke, I think, a couple of weeks ago about ultra mobile PCs and then being around since like 2006 with the Via UX and it being like these, this idea of a handheld PC has been around for a while. But I think Steam, the Steam Deck was able to put a lot of those components together. Um, and I think Steam OS could potentially overtake, I think something like Steam OS could overtake Microsoft's lead in Windows and being the de facto operating system to play PC games on. And I think Valve wants to operate in the PC space and continue to be the dominant marketplace and the yeah. dominant player in the PC space. I don't think they have any aspirations to take over the living room and to become um, a console maker anymore. I think they did once in a blue moon with the, with the Steam boxes or Steam machines. I don't think that they do anymore i think that ship's kind of sailed i think the next place they're probably going to want to go to is maybe cloud and i could see them 
introducing something with like cloud streaming in the future and going down that route uh, and being able to stream, even if it's streaming your home games outside of the home so you yeah. can play them on your steam deck when you're like connected to hotel wi-fi or something i could see something like that happening and that that's why i think you know um i think it it, it is a deeper question than that right the idea of like you know because to, to just boil down the question right from from largo here uh do you think valve has what it takes to become a pioneer in innovative new hardware and overtake them or is that complete fantasy i do think it is complete fantasy I think even if that's what they wanted, I don't think they could do it um, genuinely. I think um, the idea, it, it, it echoes the problem that Xbox is in right now, right? And just a few weeks ago, we talked about it uh, on the Flip Screen Games podcast, right? Uh, Phil Spencer um, was on the Kind of Funny X cast, and he talked about how even if Starfield came out and was an 11 out of 10, right? And it was, it was a je- genre, generation-defining game, um, it wouldn't necessarily change the console market share because I think people who are more platform agnostic or, or even if you just play on PC, right, where you're used to just having a rig and buying whatever parts you're going to buy to continually evolve your rig, right? Um, you don't think about how strong uh, brand identity and loyalty influence casual uh, folks purchasing decisions, Right. Um, in that interview, Phil Spencer made the point that they lost the worst generation in the Xbox One generation because that was the one where people built their digital libraries. I think there are a huge portion of people where if the only thing that PlayStation ever does is release the PlayStation 6 and it's stronger and more powerful and here's a new feature and, and it the games are better and the fidelity, blah, blah, blah. that's a lot of people, that's all they want. They don't need innovation in hardware to win them over. They need the next thing and the thing that's going to guarantee this is where I can play the software that I care about playing. So with the idea of like... But but that, that software's coming to PC, and I could see a time when when PlayStation launches a similar scheme to Xbox Play Anywhere that I spoke about, where you can play your PlayStation library on PC that you've already purchased, and maybe, maybe. you need to, to purchase like an upgrade to bring them to PC, and you have like a PlayStation launcher, and you're still in that ecosystem, but you're on PC. And I do think PC players know about about the power of, of branding and the power of that loyalty I mean, look at and steam right because look at steam and they yeah, that's you know true. that's you want your digital library and you you spoke about xbox losing the digital library in the xbox generation well your digital library is in steam and there's a reason right. why the epic game store struggled to get a big foothold is because people are just like i only want one launcher and that's steam and that's where all of my games are and i want to be able to just keep them there and like you're definitely right but honestly what you're saying is i think only proving my point is that that doesn't what would valve have to do to overtake companies that a core part of their identity is making hardware it's like they would need to change their whole business model and they're not going to do that right i think they I, I think they've they've changed their view like they've changed people's perceptions of them even in the last year from sure oh valve's that company that used to make half life and now they just they run up uh, they own steam and now every, i think a lot of people know what steam deck is Sure. And a lot of people are interested in it. And yeah, but- it has opened the floodgates to a new a new kind of device. And I yeah, do think absolutely. that it's really exciting to see in a year we've gone from the Steam Deck to an ROG Ally, which has like potentially up to double the points. It doesn't really. I'm not at the same TVP anyway. But 
I could easily see the next Steam Deck being a, another another generational leap. I do kind of agree with with Largo Embargo where there are diminishing returns on each generation of console. Because you look at you always look at the the last game of the previous generation, the first game of this generation, it never looks that great. But you do have to compare the last generation to the, that's the, the last thing. game that's, of the generation to the last game. That's not a fair comparison. You know, it's no, like, I, I I do I do get that. But you're investing for potentially seven years in a single device, whereas yeah. I think on, on something like a Steam Deck, there's no way the current Steam Deck is going to be around for seven years. No. I think probably next year. Or the, uh, the year after, we're going to see the Steam Deck 2 or a revised Steam Deck with, with higher power. But again, right, what you're arguing is not, it, it's not really answering the question. Because I, I agree with you. I'm a Steam Deck owner, right? I literally, you know, I, I consider myself an evangelist for the device, right? I, I go out and convince people they should get one. Um, that said, it's a niche device, right? Like, there are somewhere between 1 and 2 million in the wild, right? That is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of how many Xboxes there are in the wild, and they're in third place. So again, to answer the question, the idea that they could overtake one of those three, I don't think that's realistic. But I also, to your initial point, I don't think that's their strategy, and I don't think that's really relevant to their success, right? This being a niche product that speaks to a core segment of their audience um, that they also speak to on traditional PCs, and that they could also speak to through crap cloud streaming and some of these other things that you talked about i think that's the thing is it, it is more akin to xbox's strategy of like well steam is more like a frame of mind you know like it's your steam library lives with you wherever you go and play your games however you want to play them and that's their goal right is whether that's creating big picture mode so you can have a console like experience whether that's creating the steam deck so you can have a dedicated piece of hardware if that's your bag and you don't want to build a pc or if you're a traditional PC gamer and you have a high-end rig that you maintain and you're all up on that and that's what you like to do, hey, they got you served that way too. And I think that's the strategy. It is like not how do we overtake the living room. It's not how do we replace the switch. It's how do we carve out our own niche and do our own thing and speak to the people that want to engage with the way that we sell and make games. And I think that's Valve's strategy is like they don't care what the others are doing because they don't need to. Like they have their own ecosystem and their own business model and it's, it's successful. They don't need to uh, compete on a raw power or like, you know, Oh, we need to make something that's more creative or more innovative than what the other guys are doing because they're just, I don't really think they're in direct competition in that way. No, that, well, I think they're, they're potentially becoming in direct competition with Microsoft. I do think they care to some extent what, what they are doing um, in that, you know, Microsoft and Sony both sell their games on Steam and they want to maintain those partnerships and they want to keep selling those games because I would imagine that's pretty lucrative for, for Valve to get 30% of every copy that's of right. like, If the they Last looked at them as straight one. up competitors, would they have their games on their st- store? Probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but I think but the I Xbox think thing is see. an interesting, that's an interesting argument. I think you're right about that, particularly that they're trying to make Steam OS a legit competitor to yeah. Windows. That is, I think, a more, they're probably more direct competitors than even Xbox and PlayStation are when you get right down to it. Well, yeah, because right? you've like, got the either you're buying your games on the Windows Store, such as the Xbox app, or you're buying them on Steam, or PC Game Pass, I imagine, took a chunk out of some Steam sales at a certain point. It's just like, oh, we've got to compete with this absolute juggernaut that people already have anyway, because already subscribed to Game Pass Ultimate and it comes with it. 
Um, not to mention the threat coming from the Epic Games Store and these the other developers and publishers taking their games off of Steam to put it on other platforms and other stores. So I I think really they probably view Microsoft as the the biggest um, the biggest threat to to their business, especially as they have a reliance on Windows. Uh, if if one day my, Microsoft and they won't because they will be sued into oblivion by from probably the EU and the FTC it was just like you know what we're not going to allow Steam on our platform anymore then you can't play PC games on Windows anymore and I think they want to they want to eliminate that fact and they've been trying to do this, that with Steam OS since since the original Steam machines here and the original big picture mode years ago it was right let's get our games running on Linux and that's why they've They've invested so much money in Proton. Yeah, and and uh, that play is, I think, the most interesting thing they have working right now. Right? It's it's uh, and that that I guess to put a pin on this. Yes, the Steam Deck is a core part of their strategy. It shows that they have the ability to make good, awesome, compelling hardware. I also don't think they look at hardware as a key part of their strategy uh, in terms of like this is the future of the company. I think it is more like. You know, we talked about this is a way to flog more games. That's how they say it. Yeah, it's a way to sell more games, but also it's a way to get new people into PC gaming. Because, like, I, you and I are the perfect example of this. Like, historically, we talked before we got Steam Decks, we talked about how we didn't play a lot of PC games, right? I had a phase as a PC gamer, but I don't really, consoles have always been my bread and butter. And I know lots of people that bought a Steam Deck that do not own a gaming PC or they own a gaming PC and they don't use it. And they bought a Steam Deck. And that's how they engage with their Steam library. And we talk, we've talked about the way that they're entering like Japan and, and, uh, and Korea and some of these other markets where PC gaming does not have the same lineage as it does in, in the West. And they're creating inroads there and they're selling it in stores and they're going to TGS and they're, they're selling people on that ecosystem. And I think that is the bigger strategy with the Steam Deck. Is, it's like a Trojan oh, I'd horse. I'd love to have... I'd love to have a conversation there at some point as to, you know, we've had that rumor that there's a PlayStation handheld at some point. Do you think that was a direct reaction to like the Steam Deck's announcement a couple of years ago? I don't, do they, I don't know. Do you think PlayStation sees the Steam Deck being really successful in, in Japan again in the same way that even the Vita was successful there, right? It, sold, it was. They sold graphic novels for days on the Vita yeah. <laughs> to, to, to Japanese players. I can I can see that losing the handheld market in Japan is probably a big loss, and they don't even have a handheld offering anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even arguably Xbox has a handheld offering at this point with the partnerships with the Logitech G Cloud. I wonder if that's more the motivator than it is phone. the Steam Deck, where it is like we need to have a solution, and we don't want to invest in creating another SKU and supporting it. So this is what makes sense, and it's like it feels more akin to Xbox's strategy than valves because like mm. you know what we've heard about the playstation handheld is that it's a streaming device it's it's like a more of an accessory to the console rather than the steam deck is is you know it's a console in its own right it's a it's a bona fide pc right and like i don't think that's what unfortunately i don't think that's what playstation has in mind right based on what we've heard um even though i think that's what i would like you know maybe that's not the smartest idea but i would rather them make a traditional handheld than a weird in between hybrid device, but I also, we don't know what that looks like. So, you know, the reports we've heard could be half truths. They could be early in development, right? Like the actual product itself. 
could look a lot of different ways. And I mean, it would be really cool if you're right. I would love it if it comes out and it, it does look more akin to a Steam Deck. And part of it is that you can access this, you know, the PlayStation library, you know, that you have anywhere and like you can have that kind of connectivity baked into it that would be cool but i don't know I, genuinely i don't think anyone does that as good as valve that that is probably the most innovative thing about the steam deck is like the play anywhere thing truly works right because if you're a pc gamer and you have a rig at home that you that's your main system and then you're like on the go i'm gonna keep the keep the party rolling and just play the game at 30 fps 720 you know and like chip away at you know red dead redemption 2 or whatever big game you're plan um like nobody really gives you the option to do that in a way that actually works right like xbox has xbox tries but it's play anywhere but it's not great yeah no it's not there yet i think it will get there but it isn't there right now and with steam it is right because like steam cloud saves are incredible like you just boot it up and it just works right like you have basically parity between the home and the the mobile version and that's what you're looking for. You know, Nintendo's the only one that offers that because it's literally the only, that's the primary functionality of the device, right? Whereas like with the deck, it's more, it's, you're doing it through the cloud. You're taking advantage of having a multi-device system. And, and it's so seamless as well. Like you close the game, it syncs all your saves up to the cloud. And then before you even launch the game, it's like downloading all of the, the latest saves and configs and where you were and you can carry on where you left off. It is it is fantastic. Even I, some of like I went back to games. So I downloaded this like when I got my Steam Deck. I downloaded Half Life Two, and I was that. like, "Oh, there's my save from like yeah. 2011, and it's still yeah. there, and I can so, carry on where I left off." But I booted up Left for Dead too the first time as like a test because I was like, "Oh, it's a game I know really well, right?" Like it was like, "Oh, here's the last save you had from 2017, the last time you played it or whatever." And it's like, "Holy crap!" Like yeah, I can't believe how on top of it it is, you know. Um, so like I don't know. It would be awesome yeah. to see the like other guys try to chase that a little server bit. rack in the back corner to to be able to dig out your save from all those years. <laughs> so yeah, you know, thanks for writing in. Uh, this is a great question. I think it's very thought provoking. Um, and I think the sentiment that you're you're offering there, uh, embargo, is like it speaks to why there is such a passionate fan base around the Steam Deck. Is that it is something different. It is. Um, it's a console in the ways that it's important that it is like a console. And then in every other way, it's a totally open modular thing. And while that is awesome, I don't think it's very mass consumer friendly, right? Um, there's a reason that the iPhone, uh, was so dominant for so long in the Android or not in the Android in the smartphone space, right? Cause it's like, people don't really like options. They would rather be told there's two options. You pick this one or you pick that one, or there's one option and it just works. I mean, it still is. It still is the dominant smartphone. I mean, you think about it, they have around 50% of the market share and it's made by one company. And then every other company makes them the other 50%. Right. Even if Android is the outweigher in OS, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the Apple line is the most, and it's the most like one-to-one, right? Like it's like, oh, you get it. And it, it, that's what everyone always says, right? Anyone who's an Apple person that isn't, you know, like you're a programmer, so you're, you know, you're, you're in a different echelon there. Um, but like the average user, when I ask them, oh, why do you prefer Apple? It just works. That's, that's the party line, right? Mm. That's what people I'm, want. I'm stuck in the ecosystem. My whole family has iPhones. I use iMessage. I use the <laughs> shared photos. 
I have bought things for years. We subscribe to Apple Plus, so it's like everything's there. And I use a Mac for work, so I'm like, I'm not moving to Android anytime soon. I always look over the other side of the fence, and I'm like, oh, that new Pixel Fold looks good. I'd quite like one of those. They but, are cool. <laughs> but no, no, it, it won't be. Not anytime soon, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in it there for today. Um, if you guys want to write in with your thoughts on the, uh, the brand new Deck HD screen uh, or... You know, anything else we talked about today or on any other episode of the show? What are the upgrades you want to see for your Steam Deck? Are you going to shell out the extra hundred bucks and crack your Steam Deck open to replace the screen for better resolution? Is that is that the kind of thing you're interested in doing as a Steam Deck user? Or are you happy to wait and see what mm. the next model looks like from Valve? I'm interested because I, I know that tinkerers are a big part of the audience, but I wonder what the breakdown really is. You know, how many people are that excited and that brave to take it apart and and go through all that to have an optimal experience. I'm genuinely interested because, you know, I think, uh, I don't really know. I don't know how many of us are that comfortable and that stoked to do that stuff versus, you know, people like me who are like, oh, I would love to do that, but also I am terrified <laughs> to open it. And, and also, <laughs> leave a comment if you'd like to see Pete on a live stream opening his Steam Deck to replace the screen. Maybe that's the move. <laughs> I live stream it, and then I make a video, like, to explore, oh, here's how you do it. But, like, I think yeah, people his, would his, like to watch me his struggle I forgot that. to discharge the battery and completely shorted out my Steam Deck. Yeah. <laughs> and here, here could be the really fun thing, right? It's like, all right, guys, I'm going to stream this live. And if I break my Steam Deck, you guys got to give me enough subs to get another one, and we'll try again. We'll stream it again next week. We'll crack open a second Steam Deck and see how we do. Yeah, it'd be like that stream when the guy, you know, cooked the chicken by slapping it. Do you remember that one? That was fun. Yes. <laughs> oh, the internet can be a magical place, huh, Steve? Mm-hmm. All right, so I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Thank you guys for joining us on another episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. Remember, if you want to go and write into the show and let us know what you thought about what we chatted about today, if you want to go and show your support, if you want to go and get the show early, if you want to come join our community and keep the conversation rolling on between episodes, guess what? You can head uh, to one fantastic link. That's flipscreen.games. That's our website where you will find links to all the places you can get involved. Come find us on YouTube. Go check out our tutorials. Go check out our sister shows right into the show. Become a Patreon supporter. Whatever you want to do, however you want to get involved, we thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. And of course, we'll see you next week for more Steam Deck related news. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. Nope. He's been Steve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nope. Wait. Mm -hmm. There he is. There he is. He's over there. You see him. Look at that beautiful boy. We'll see you next week, baby.